Hey, this is Emlyn from Emlyn in the Mix. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Emlyn in the Mix, today for more audio, mixing, unboxings, reveals, awesome equipment, audio technology. What more could you want? Emlyn in the Mix on YouTube. Subscribe today. Hey, and welcome back to Emlyn in the Mix, Season 2, Episode 36, the Emlyn in the Mix podcast for your studio and music tech needs. This is the right podcast. You've come to the right place. Got an excellent podcast for you this week, as I do every week. Thanks so much for rejoining me if you're a regular listener. And to all of the new listeners out there who have perhaps just tuned in for the first time, and when I say tune in, they've clicked on the podcast and they've wanted to have a listen at what I'm going to talk about. Well, You've come to the right place if you want to know about the latest and greatest in music tech and audio technology as we look at all the new and exciting stuff that's come out in the last week and even the last couple of weeks. This podcast comes out on a weekly basis at this stage. We've been doing it now regularly for the last nearly two years as we actually creep up to the end of season two. In fact, this is probably episode... 86 actually even though i say episode 36 because we did i believe we did 50 episodes in season one anyway if you like to hear me rambling as well then you're gonna love this podcast let's get stuck straight into some of the cool stuff that's happened in the last week so this one i've mentioned a few times on the podcast it's the ik multimedia 25th anniversary super group buy now i don't get any kickback from any of these companies for mentioning their specials in fact i usually don't talk about specials on the podcast unless they're absolutely bonkers and this one is an exception in that it is bonkers (laughs) it's really good at the moment essentially if you buy one product from IK Multimedia, you're going to get 15 free products. Yes, we are up to the 15th, actually 16th tier, 16 for the price of one, essentially. They've had 15,897 group by participants and participants to go to the next tier is only 103 there's 13 days left just wanted to give it a quick shout out i'm enjoying this as it's going along if you're listening to this podcast in the future then i apologize because this special will not be available after september 2021 check that out if you're interested in ik multimedia software i believe this is an incredible deal let's move on to the next piece of gear or news here Now, this is really only for my Universal Audio Apollo users, although I'm there saying that there's a few of you out there, this may be of interest for you because they just recently updated the Luna software, which is their attempt at a digital audio workstation. You know, I shouldn't really say attempt. This is actually a fully-fledged door. It's really good, and personally, I don't know anyone that uses it, but from what I've seen from all accounts, this looks like a legitimate piece of software for recording studios, for recording music, for recording, you know, guitar, vocals, whatever. This is the bee's knees. I personally have my, you know, regulars that I go to, doors, DAWs, digital audio workstations, whatever you want to call them. I have them, I go to them, and 
I just, Luna, for me, I felt had a little bit of a steep learning curve. They might have fixed it with this update and maybe more and more people are kept getting onto using Luna. I do have to say it, it incorporates some of the universal audio software, which is hands down some of the best emulated software on the market. That is without a shadow of a doubt. If you love universal audio software and maybe you want to try getting into their digital audio workstation where you can record, then go check out Luna. These updates are free and Luna software is free. It's insane. Have a look at what's new in this version. So if you're watching on the video, I'm just going to zoom in there so you can see that. So you get the API preamp with Unison technology. So each track has an API channel strip more or less. And then they've updated API Vision Channel Strip Collection. Not entirely sure what that is. Probably just more of the same of API, which is pretty cool. C-Suite, C-Vox, Noise, and Ambience Reduction. Updated DBX 160 Compressor Limiter. And Retina Graphics for select UAD plugins on Mac have been introduced in this new version. Correct me if I'm wrong, whether you have to pay for some of that technology perhaps you do i think you do with the api i remember hearing that maybe you do have to pay for some of the api but nonetheless the lunar software itself is actually free and might be worth checking out if you want to maybe give it a whirl see if it works for you or not but some of the stuff they're incorporating into lunar is it's pretty competitive and who knows maybe it will take over the market of pro tools at some some stage i don't know i'm just saying just putting it out there putting the tinfoil hat on all right let's move on to our next piece of news this is really exciting actually in this podcast i should have mentioned at the start of this podcast we've got two wavetable synthesizers released this week one being in software form and one being in hardware form which i'm going to show you now and this is really really cool this comes to us from our friends at Arturia. Arturia are no stranger to analog emulation and they might be a stranger to wavetable emulation though because this may be the first attempt from them let's have a look here so this is the sq80v organic digital wave maker sq80v is ensonic's classic 80s cross wave synth reborn weaving hybrid lo-fi character complex industrial textures and thousands of unique waveform combinations into a quick fire soft synth enhanced for modern production digital synthesis unraveled raveled 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 Oh, I had to put the echo and it needed a delay just because it sounded so good. <laughs> All right. So where digital dreams are made, digital synthesizers are often known for sounds that are razor sharp, crystal clear and precise. SQ80V has other ideas. That's right. You heard it here first. Explore a detailed software resurrection of digital anti-hero. That's an outbreak that outbreaks the rules. <clears throat> Captured a grit, character, and charming imperfection favored by John Carpenter. Love John Carpenter. Make, made some of the best, hands down, best soundtracks of all time. Adamski, Mr. Bungle, and countless others with an instrument that's simultaneously complex and accessible, focused and intricate, edgy and dreamlike, and unlike anything you've ever heard. Yeah, it was on the top of my tongue. I believe John Carpenter did the soundtrack for Big Trouble in Little China. That is a synth heavy, that is damn, that's a sexy soundtrack. Go out and Google it, check it out. 
if you're interested in uh, heavy, you know, synthesized music. In, in fact, I think the whole soundtrack is synthesizer. I don't think there's any other, like, actual instruments in that soundtrack. Pretty cool indeed. Let's have a quick look at the SQ-80V from Atria. How does it sound? Here we've got a little trailer for you. I'll blow it up on the screen. Nice indeed. So if you liked some of the sounds you heard there, that comes to us courtesy of the SQ80, the emulation of the wavetable synthesis synthesizer, sorry, from Ensonic, done by Aturia here. So just gonna read some of the overview here. So the digital edge SQ80V is perfectly modeled 8-bit 5503 dock chip delivers digital sounds that are uniquely full of organic character, ranging from silky smooth to razor sharp, all ready to customize and play in seconds analog character digital oscillators collide with an emulated analog filter and output circuit for sine waves that null harmonics that sizzle and weigh warm lo-fi timbres that are perfectly imperfect and waveforms evolved explore thousands of possible combinations of waves instrument style transients hidden waveforms and vfx trance waves for trans waves sorry for sound design's potential that surpasses the original hardware Digital made easy. Digital synths have long been notoriously tricky to program, both hardware and software. SQ80V bucks the trend with an immersive digital architecture that can be tweaked instantly, hassle-free. This sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? And then there's a picture of a dude looking over the mountains on his laptop playing with the SQ80V. Writing a wave created by the same engineers responsible for the Commodore 64, considered the best-selling computer of all time, and Sonic's SQ80 was up against stiff competition. At the time of its release, the digitization of hardware synthesizers was well underway, but it went on to become a cult classic. Here was a digital synthesizer that offered a degree of warmth and character, usually reserved for its analog peers, flexible voice and modulation controls that didn't require 10,000 hours of practice to program. A workhorse keyboard that produced an unprecedented unprecedented array of timbres to suit any style without the stellar price tag of similarly capable instruments so there you go there's a little bit of history about it there's some cool introductory prices if you like what you hear and you love wavetable synthesizers i know they're sort of having a bit of a resurgence or a comeback at the moment uh especially with korg just releasing their wave state or that that got announced earlier this year but the actual hardware itself is now available at least down under in Australia and <laughs> probably been out in America for a little bit longer. I know most of my listeners are from the States. Anyway, check out 
the cog wave state if you like hardware wavetable synthesizers but if you loved what you heard here today there's some incredibly low uh introductory prices on the sq80 from arturia or if you want to wait until they release the next bundle you could do that as well i'm pretty sure it's going to be included or if you want to know about new wavetable hardware wait till you see what i've got in store for you now moving along to the next piece of news yes another wavetable synthesizer and this comes to us from waldorf now waldorf are not strangers to hardware synthesizers in fact they make and produce some of the best sounding hardware synthesizers on the market and one of the most expensive i believe maybe maybe not actually moog's probably up there as the most expensive anyway this is the m wavetable synthesizer let's have a look here with m we are musically returned to our roots as come to us from Waldorf website here by bringing back classic microwave and modern microwave two-tone generation as a new generation classic hybrid wavetable synthesizer with an analog low-pass 24-decibel oct VCF SSI 2144 improved ladder type with resonance and analog saturation feature, true stereo analog VCA with panning option and much more to explore in a desktop friendly form factor featured a wide range of unique sounds featuring a wide range of unique sounds, plentiful presets totaling 2048. Wow. So sound programs divided into 16 banks, each with 128 sounds professionally programmed by world renowned sound designers also include all of the classic micro wave sound set such as mw1 factory sound set mw1 sound pool 1.5 the fat sounding analog and basso as well as ppg wave 2.3 sounds cleverly converted for the original microwave moreover it also features freshly programmed sounds utilizing m's myriad new feature from true hard sync when working in its modern microwave 2xt mode to the arp arpeggiator and midi syncable global global lfo low frequency oscillator now this is a beast i'm gonna play a demo here for you if if everything i just said to you then was just complete and utter jargon then maybe we need to have a course on synthesizer language because i know i don't really do it here on the podcast and usually i just read through a bunch of things and i believe you know, when I started doing this and when I started, I love synthesizers, I love sound. I've been doing it since I was a knee-high to a grasshopper, so to say, and goes better. And I've always been playing with sounds. I, my, my first keyboard, new keyboard, my first keyboard was a Casio. I can't remember the model. But I used to just love tinkering around, making little melodies with it and trying to change it. I had a sound editor, very basic sound editor. We could play with the ADSR, Attack to K, Sustain Release, and just small things like that. It might have even had effects. I can't really recall. It may not have had effects. Anyway, it was a very simple music editor. But you could, nonetheless, you could edit the sounds. And I really used to enjoy enjoy that and as the time's gone on now you know we're talking for me in particular this is 30 years on now and music technology has evolved and grown and has such a massive following now and a massive interest from young producers to old producers alike and you know the amount of sounds and the amount of sound editing capabilities that we have now we are absolutely spoiled and we're spoiled with choice as well and i have no idea where i was going with this ramble but again this is why we did a podcast i love rambling telling my stories to you guys 
What I was going to say, though, is I do want to show you a pretty long demo here from Waldorf, the Waldorf M Wavetable Synthesizer. It's a two-minute demo, and if you want to skip ahead on the podcast or the video, please feel free to do so. However, I think you should have a listen, because this is some stunning sound here that we're going to play back for you. So here it is, Wavetable M Wavetable Synthesizer sound demo. It's two, two and a half minutes thereabouts, and let's just check it out. that's our last preset there no one will do if you're watching on the video there I actually I changed the position of where my camera was on the video so that you could see the preset names I know I didn't announce them in the podcast there as they went through but if you do want to check out what those presets names were or if you enjoyed that little demo there then head over to Emlyn in the mi- in the mix on youtube and you can watch this video we'll put it up a bit live <laughs> put it up a bit live we'll put it up a little bit later today gosh i don't know where I, I think i just am in a trance those sounds sound so lush and so nice so that comes to us from waldorf the m wavetable synthesizer sounds unbelievable now beating at the heart the m's musical heart is an eight voice polyphonic four-part multi-timbral wavetable synthesizer 
and is boldly blazoned in red across in full metal blue colored casing itself hinting at its illustrious what microwave heritage are two wavetable oscillators with independent wavetable generating so we have a classic microwave one and a modern microwave two xt modes which we mentioned before this is the oscillators meaning that the wavetable oscillators behave differently in both these modes this is cool they sort of um wobble or make sort of different sounds with each other accessible by pressing the mode button beside the helpful high resolution graphic display with four endless encoders for yet more hands-on control consequently there is no hard sync or rim ring modulation available in the classic microwave one mode with 16-bit wavetables a bit reduced to 8-bit and a 240 kilohertz non-anti-alias sampled rate is offered whereas the modern microwave 2 xt mode offers a 40 kilohertz sample rate with band limited wavetables although both oscillators os1 and os2 offer the same panel parameters so two lfos are generating a periodic wave form with adjustable frequency rate and shape that can be used for modulation purposes and are also and are also always at hand however unlike other waldorf synthesizers there is no modulation matrix in m making a conscious design decision to set up m's modulation facilities directly on the corresponding display page to paying tribute to the 1989 vintage microwave so look all in all if that doesn't mean anything to you then maybe you're not interested in synthesizers but basically what i'm telling you there is this they've really captured or they've tried to emulate that classic sound that period in the late 80s when wavetable synthesizers was really at its peak and they've put it in this really sexy small desktop form it's the waldorf m check it out it's another wavetable synthesizer however this is of course hardware it is not cheap i believe don't quote me on this i don't know the usd it's probably around two thousand us dollars it could be a little bit cheaper than that but it will be thereabouts rrp i know for example here in australia it's about three thousand australian dollars all right let's move on to the next piece of news this is kind of exciting a bit smaller here and i just wanted to mention it because last week we actually featured this guy on the podcast it was the uno synth pro uh uno synth pro desktop edition is the one that we looked at in the podcast last week and they've just released the editor which i mentioned in the podcast that the editor was coming so september 14th a few days ago now 2021 ik multimedia releases the highly anticipated uno synth pro editor for uno synth pro and uno synth pro desktop giving mac pc users access to all of the parameters under the hood of this powerful flexible synth as with the original UnoSynth, the new UnoSynth Pro editor gives users exciting new ways to integrate true analog synthesizers synthesis into their computer-based recording rigs. And bridging the divide, the editor works as both a standalone application and as a plugin inside any door. This means users can program the and play the UnoSynth Pro just like a virtual instrument with Total Recall. Open the editor and it restores its previous settings from the last session and it's freely resizable GUI allows users to adjust the window size to fit their workflow. So it's pretty cool. This is exciting. We're not going to play the video back there, but if you have an InnoSynth Pro or you're thinking about getting one now, you can edit it straight on your Mac or PC. Very nice indeed, allowing you to get right in there and edit the sounds. And to be honest, go if you haven't heard last week's podcast, go have a listen right now to 
I did a full feature on the Unisynth Pro. I went over some of its parameters. We only looked at like eight presets. We didn't really look at all the presets, but there was so much to offer. So much just on the front panel without having to go menu diving to be able to change and manipulate the sound. It is by far one of my favorite hardware synths of 2021, hands down, no joke. I'm going to do a comparison video. I think we'll do a comparison of some similar synthesizers in a similar price range, similar size, because there's quite a few now in the market. And I actually have like, for example, I got the Micro Freak here. So we might look at a comparison video on Emlyn in the mix on YouTube in the not too near distant future. Check that out. Another small piece of news here comes to us from the NAM show. And the NAM show is the big audio and music or just music technology show that's done, showcase that's done every year in Anaheim, California. And that has now been pushed back to June for 2022, thanks to our little friend, the pandemic. So, you know, historically, this is coming from djtechtools.com, by the way. Historically, the biggest convention for the DJ and production industry is NAM, the National Association of Music Manufacturers. NAM usually takes place in the middle of January every year in Anaheim, California for 2021. NAM has, was cancelled. And now, so that was this year they cancelled it. And now the news has come out that in 2022, NAM will be pushed back even further to June. So... They're actually going to merge the... Because there's a summer NAM show in the Northern Hemisphere and they're going to merge that one with the NAM show, but they're going to have it in Anaheim, California. So they're still going to have it at the same location, just pushing it back to June because of the pandemic. And, you know, it's it's still cool that NAM is actually having or, you know, having their show during this pandemic because it's not easy for people to travel at the moment. It still shows their dedication to the music industry and I really hope it is good. And I really, what I would like to see, and I'm not going to read this full article for you there, but what I would like to see is that, you know, manufacturers don't wait to release their new and exciting products. They can easily reach us with YouTube videos or emails when they release, you know, for example, big companies like this one here. I don't know if you can see my hat there in the video, but Roland, for example, they don't need to go to NAMM to release something new and exciting. They can definitely showcase that, something like that at NAMM, but literally these days you can just do it with a nice video online and heaps of people. Heaps of people that follow that that company will go out of their way to watch that. All right, so no feature this week, unfortunately, on the podcast, but I hope it's been an enjoyable podcast for you. Nonetheless, I like to try and find all the really exciting, cool news. And gosh, we have had a plethora of synthesizers on today's show, but look, I'm not going to lie, I'm a synthesizer nerd. I love synthesizers, and who doesn't? If you love your music technology, I'm sure you love synthesizers as well. So anyway, uh, Sequential has released the Prophet 10 and it is being touted as the Rolls-Royce of Polysynths and it's a revival, of course, the Prophet 10 uh, from eons ago being a monster of a synthesizer. Sequential's Prophet 5 and 10 represent the fourth incarnation of a half of famed synth monster that's been modernized just enough. I got the word monster in there twice. Love it. <clears throat> this has come to us from musictech.net. If you love to read about music technology news, then you'll love musictech.net. So, wonderful sound. This is some of the uh, feedback here. It actually got 10 out of 10 on music tech, which is wow. 
They don't, and they don't score lightly on Music Tech. They're pretty, I feel they're pretty reasonable with their scoring. So they're obviously absolutely loving this thing. So here's the pros. Wonderful sound with some modern tricks. Make this arguably the best sounding profit to date. Has USB MIDI connectivity alongside CV gate means that it will fit effortlessly into modern workflows and vintage modular ones. And it's got vintage dial and filter architecture options celebrating the best of profits through the ages. Now, some of the cons are class like this doesn't come cheap. Of course, it's not cheap. And it's mono, which makes sense when you look at the features. So uh, if you were hoping for a polysynth, this is not going to fit the bill. But look, let's just have a listen to this thing because that's what you came here to do is you want to hear the good. So let me play this back here for you. Sequential 10. Very nice. Let's have a listen to a lead here. Wow. Oh, it sounds so good. Dark res pad. Here we go. Crap. All right, one more here. Last one. Here we go. Frozen synth lead. Oh, man, that's... I don't know for you guys, but for me, I can hear the nuances. I can hear that that is a quality sounding synth and of course i left the best for last yes it's not it's not cheap but maybe this is one you can put on your wish list put it on the musical wish list that you want to have one of these in your studio one day print a picture of it i don't know get a picture put it on your wall so you can just imagine it being in your studio one day i know i certainly will this is a very nice sounding synthesizer let me just read a little bit here from the music tech website the profit 10 on test is the fourth revision of the instrument. Sequential circus, Circuits released the original Rev 1 Profit 5 in 1978. We have spoken about this before. And designed by Dave Smith and John Bowen, it was the first commercially available synthesizer to use microprocessors and to offer full programmability. After a small initial run of instruments, the Rev 2 appeared and uh, sorry, Rev 2 appeared, the first to be mass-produced. A third revision followed, which replaced the original solid-state music chipset, relying on Curtis Elec Electro Music Specialist's chips as a replacement. This changed the character of the Prophet 5, producing a more stable synth, but some argue a slightly less inviting or warm tone. So the Prophet 10 arrived in 1981 and boasted 20 oscillators and a double manual keyboard. 
A glance at the new Rev4 Profit 5 and 10 shows that the classic Profit 5 design is now being adopted by both new instruments, no more dual manuals, with a familiar styling and parameter layout. Look, this thing, wow, I just love that. You know, I'm just going to blow it up there if you're looking on the video, blow the picture up there. It's just a beautiful looking synthesizer. Like It has got the classic wood all around it encased the whole thing. And you know, being that it's Dave Smith, it's sequential circuits, Dave Smith being the, you know, original creator at sequential and now I believe he's, I don't even know if he's the CEO anymore. He might just be an advisor now. Uh, part of the board but wow what a nice sounding synthesizer i know i left the best last i'm not gonna sit here and just salivate over this synthesizer anymore i'm gonna end the podcast hope you enjoyed being with me today i hope it was a good podcast if you want to reach out you want to contact me emlyn at emlyn in the mix dot com no that's not a website sorry the and the email is emlyn at Emlyn in the mix at gmail.com. Perhaps you want me to talk about a particular product that you're interested in. You might want me to do a comparison or you want to get my views on some hardware or you have a question about music technology. Please don't feel shy or don't feel like you're harassing me. I want to know what you have question-wise all the all the best. And if you're a developer, a music developer, hardware, software, whatever it is you want your product looked at by Emlyn from Emlyn in the Mix, Emlyn, me, of course, then reach out as well. Slide into the DM there. Shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. And lastly, before I go, would love some feedback on the podcast. Loving the reviews I've been getting so far. They do separate them from country to country or region to region on iTunes. I still don't know why, but I read them and I appreciate the feedback. Please feel free to leave me three, four, five, whatever you want, star review of this podcast. Would love to know what you think of it. You can do that through iTunes or Spotify, I believe. And until next time, we, of course, will be back next week with another podcast, as we always do. Until next time, stay creative. Keep working at whatever it is that you're working at. Make it sound the best. I hope this podcast inspires you to do that. Till next time, guys, you know what to do. Peace out. Boo. Hey, this is Emlyn from Emlyn in the Mix. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Emlyn in the Mix, today. For more audio, mixing, unboxings, reveals, awesome equipment, audio technology, what more could you want? Emlyn in the Mix on YouTube. Subscribe today.